All Talk, Grandstand's Motor Racing Show. This is All Talk with Scott Rowlandson and Jason Bright on ABC Grandstand Digital, online and on your mobile. Willpower is an IndyCar champion. He does it for Team Penske and finally the agony's over. The voice of Lee Diffie, who joined us on the program last fortnight. Will Power, the 2014 IndyCar champion, three times a runner-up. This year, he clinches the title. We'll talk about that. Uh, hello and welcome to the program this morning. And uh, welcome as well to Jason Bright from Brad Jones Racing. Brighty, good to have you back in the studio with us again. It is good to be back. It's been a, been a few weeks or, or probably a month and a half since I've, I've been on the show, but uh, it's good to be back. Good to have you, mate. Um, we'll get to V8 Supercars soon. Also, your thoughts on um, what's happening in the world of Formula One. And a little bit later, Will Davison from Erebus Motorsport V8 as well on the program. But first of all, Brody, your thoughts on Will. It's been a long time coming, but he finally is an IndyCar champion. Yeah, he's been knocking on the door for a few years. And, and you know, there's no doubt that he's been competitive uh, you know, each of those years and, and you know, probably should have won it before now. But you know, it's... It's great to see an Aussie clinch that championship. You know, there's there's been um, you know we've had a pretty good contingent over over there over the last few years, and uh, you know it's great to to see an Aussie win the championship. Every championship that you race in, you know the the guys at the front are all as good as each other. You know they're all very hard competitors. Um, you know the it's all about the depth in each series, and an IndyCar's got a lot of depth as well. You know it's even though it, you know open wheel racing went through a pretty tough time in the US with the the split between Champ Car and IndyCar and you know it's still managed to to stay pretty strong and and now that it is just one championship it's um you know it's it's got better again and you know I think to win that championship is uh, is a real feather in Will's cap the good news is Will Power will join us on the program. The bad news is I have no idea when that will be. He's going to try and take the call today if he can in between media engagements in the States. Uh, as you can imagine, it's pretty crazy for Will at the moment after winning the championship. If he can fit us in, he'll be on the program this week. So we'll know a bit later in the show. If not, he'll join us on the program next fortnight. So looking forward to uh, to catching up with him. Brighty, we'll get to V8 soon. But first, I'm keen to pick your brain on uh, Formula 1s. <laughs> And Brody, since we last spoke, um, Daniel Ricciardo has done even more and uh, has racked up another Grand Prix victory. He's backed up the win in Hungary, another one in Belgium. Your take on Daniel, you've given us your thoughts through the season, but now he's got three wins. What does that do for your view of his season so far? Oh, I mean, it, it's um, beyond it's expectations. Oh, absolutely. No, no doubt about it. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, who would have expected him to come in and be able to beat Sebastian Vettel in his first season, let alone go on and win three Grand Prix and Sebastian has only scored uh, you know, a single podium. It's, it's, it's been a, a great season for him. Um, you know, he's, I'm sure he's opened the eyes of many team managers up and down pit lane. Um, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a, a great year. Um, he's driving exceptionally well. Some of the moves, you know, like, um, you know, when he came back from, uh, you know, 
a, a low position at Hungary and, you know, was passing guys like Hamilton around the outside. Like, that was, mm. it's great to watch. It's great to watch his his aggression and, um, you know, he's, it's paying off for him at the moment. It's um, you know, I, a pleasure to watch. Alan Jones described it as he's got balls, uh, describing the way he drives. <laughs> is, that, is that a bit of it, that youthful enthusiasm, I suppose, that he doesn't care if he's passing Hamilton around the outside. He just sees it as a, a position to be gained. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's, you know, he's coming and he's, Taking no prisoners, like he's not, um, you know, he's, uh, he certainly hasn't looked like he's uh, been too starstruck by some of the guys that he's racing against. You know, the battle that he had with Alonso at Hockenheim was, uh, you know, was something else, and you know, that's it's great to watch. He's he's earning a lot of respect out there with those guys, I'm sure. And um, but it's, yeah, you know, I, I, like I said, it's been a pleasure to watch him. I, you know, I, he's outdone my expectations because I thought that he was going to be playing a very difficult game against Sebastian Vettel, uh, you know, psychologically and, you know, because of the, the hold that Sebastian's got in that team. But he's, um, you know, through his innocence and his big smile, he's, uh, you know, I'm sure that he's he's won that team over as well. Mercedes were at points almost two seconds a lap quicker at, at Spa, but they couldn't put it together in the race. Not um, It was pretty well publicised, the reasons why, the incident between Rosberg and Hamilton. Brody, did, did you see the incident? Do you have a, a take on, to, on uh, who may have been in the, uh, the right and who was in the wrong there? Oh, I, think, I think there's no doubt that Rosberg was in the wrong. I think that, you know, he, he, I don't think that he meant to cut Lewis's tyre. I think that he, you know, was trying to hang on, on the outside there. And, and if, if Lewis looked like he was going to give the room, he, he might have tried to make it stick. But he did realise that the move wasn't on tried to get out there and, and misjudged it by the look of it. Um, you know, uh, I think that his comments the next day in the debrief where he was saying he did it to prove a point may have been taken out of context. I think that he was trying to hang on the outside there and and uh, and prove that he was, you know, willing to put his nose in there to prove a point. I don't think that he actually meant to cut Lewis's tyre and risk both of their races to prove a point. So, um, you know, it, it's was going to happen you know these guys they're both very competitive they're both uh you know in cars that that have been the dominant cars all year and you know we've seen many times when teammates are, are, are that dominant in a season that they end up clashing because they've both got a chance to win a world championship and they don't come around every year italian gp at monza this weekend you would assume that mercedes will again be uh far and away the team to beat um is there a chance brady that this track may set up for for one of the other challenges obviously mercedes again you would expect to be quick but does it set up for anyone else that might um, might be able to poke their nose in it's, it's hard to know i mean the mercedes certainly does extremely well on downforce circuits because you know they've got they've got the power to produce the downforce and and therefore it, it's a win-win for them but um you know at, at spa the the red bull was actually extremely quick in a straight line um you know they're probably sacrificing some downforce to to get that straight line monza's probably a bit more about straight line than than the downforce benefits so it may it may not be as as much of a whitewash for mercedes as as what we've seen but um yeah, you know, there's other teams out there that are have got the Mercedes power plants that that could go pretty well at at uh, at Monza as well. You know, like the Williams. You know, they've been extremely good. Bottas has been um, nothing short of impressive. So, you know, I, I hope to see them them challenge a little bit more than what they have been. I mean, it's not it's not great when they've got 
uh, you know, two seconds of lap gap on on some of the other guys. Still on power watch this morning. Uh, no word from Will yet if he's on the program, but uh, we'll keep watching. Brighty, uh, let's get to V8 Supercars. Grandstand v eight. And Will Davison to join us very soon as well. But um, let's head back to Sydney Motorsport Park to the, uh, well, the the very wet Sydney Motorsport Park. It was a schmozzle of a weekend in terms of weather, Brady. What was it like behind the wheel? Uh, it, I mean, those weekends are always very challenging. I mean, the, it, it did come as, well, not, not as a surprise because there was rain predicted. But, you know, before the start of that first race, I think that it did catch a lot of guys out. I mean, Saturday was extremely hectic for the teams. It's the first time I've done a two-day race meeting in a while. And, and uh, you know, you had your practice sessions qualifying and then all of a sudden you're straight into a race. And, you know, while we we're all still trying to get over qualifying and getting out into the pit lane to, to prepare for the first race, it, it rained and, you know, you just it, it really made the team scramble and, you know, work hard, you know, th- put their thinking caps on as to what was going to happen. And, um, you know, <laughs> it, it, I, I just remember seeing the pit lane and it was, you know, there were guys running everywhere because it did just sort of come from nowhere. But... Um, it was a you know it was a tough weekend. You know, two day meetings are tough. I like I like those weekends where you know, it throws a fair bit more pressure on it. You haven't got Friday night to think about the car and and uh, you know a lot of time between sessions. It you know it makes the teams really earn their money. Van Gisbergen is almost unstoppable in the wet. What makes him so good when the rain comes? He, he yeah I don't know. I mean, I must rain a lot in New Zealand because <laughs> um, no he is he is very good. I mean he's proven that. Time and time again, I remember his first ever race meeting was uh, in V8s was 2008 at Oran Park, and it was extremely wet that weekend. And and um, you know, I, I think I was in the top ten back in one of the Brightech cars, and and all of a sudden I'm banging wheels with yeah you know, uh, a team Kiwi car with, or well, I think it was um, run by Stone Brothers at the time with Shane Van Gisberg. So he was, you know. He proved that weekend that he was he was pretty good in the wet straight away, and um, you know, every time it's rained since, and he's been in the main game, he's been you know, unbeatable, like you said. So um, I think that he is just you know he's got the knack of the wet. He's he's obviously had a fair bit of practice over there in the wet in New Zealand, and um, there's something about it that suits him. Let's hope it doesn't rain at Sander. Uh, Brody, a new um, driver on the podium in Nick Perkat at Sydney's first for a solo podium in V8 Supercars. Of course, he was there with Garth Tander at Bathurst a few years back. Looking at Nick and where he's at career-wise from um, the outside looking in, what's what's your take on on where Nick Perkat's up to? Uh, he's he's actually surprised me a little bit. I, you know, I I think he's doing a, a great job. Um, you know, in the development series, I wouldn't say that he was a a standout in there at all. You know, I thought that um, you know, the last couple of years he was you know he was definitely competitive, but he wasn't you know he wasn't dominant. You know, I'd say Chaz probably had his measure on most occasions but you know the last couple of rounds Nick's really stepped up you know for for a rookie in this game it's extremely tough as you see year on year um you know guys come in and and they get knocked around and um you know it's it's very hard to make that step up into podiums in in your first year and and uh you know Nick's done a great job the last couple of rounds he, he um you know he had a good run uh at, at QR and and then um yeah got in the media and and sort of Said a few things and he backed it up in, um, you know, backed it up at Eastern Creek, which or Sydney Motorsport Park. So that, yeah, you know, I, I, I was pretty impressed with his last stint at um, Sydney Motorsport Park. He, you know, he actually proved to be really strong. Um, yeah, so I think, 
I think that he's, uh, you know, he's talking the talk and walking the walk at the moment. We'll get to uh, the endurance season very soon as well, and we'll catch up with Will Davison from uh, Erebus. But, Brady, before we get there, the championship side of things. Um, all through the year, we've been talking about the fact that Triple Eight have been slower out of the blocks. They've been chasing points to catch up to their, their old-time rivals in Ford Performance Racing. We head to the big ones, and they've got the lead back. Jamie Wincup is there yet again. Was it all a bit of a, a fuss about nothing at the start of the year for this team? Oh, I reckon Jamie just gave everyone a head start for once. So, I don't know. He, <laughs> He's playing the like it was, um, It was like, you know, a couple of rounds ago, it didn't look like he was having a very good year. And then, you know, you look at it now and he's, he's got the gap that he's normally got. And, um, you know, hats off to him. He's, he's, uh, he's sort of put the right foot forward at the right time and, um, you know, got that championship lead going into the Enduros when, you know, it hasn't been a very good start to the year for him. And, um, you know, three rounds ago, you would have said that, that it was going to be tough for him to beat Frosty or, or Craig to the championship. But, um, yeah, three rounds later, he's, he's got a, a very handy lead. All Talk with Scott Rowlandson and Jason Bright on ABC Grandstand Digital. Will Davison from Erebus Motorsport V8 joins us on the program as well. G'day, Will. Hey, g'day, guys. How are you? Going well. Um, we'll get to the endurance side of things soon, but... Um, First of all, let's look at your championship in Erebus this year. I might get you to sum it up for us. How you've seen the uh, the season so far? Yeah, it's um, it's it's been interesting. You know, obviously, I signed a you know long term deal with Erebus. It was a pretty big call. Um, you know, going from being in a factory team and uh, challenging for sort of the last three or four championships. But uh, I'm actually enjoying it. I'm enjoying myself <laughs> more than I have in quite a few years. It's a a different challenge, you know, working, uh, you know, really closely with the team and, and trying to develop our car and bring it up to speed. And um, as I said, I, I'm just really enjoying my racing and we're taking huge steps forward. On paper, I'm 13th in the championship. It certainly has nothing to get excited about. But um, as I said, I feel like I'm driving well and, you know, I feel like I've really learned a lot this year. So the results are very rewarding when we get them. And obviously we're raising the bar, the bar higher and higher all the time. And, um you know, uh, soon, you know, obviously, um, you know, podiums will be all we're after. But uh, at the moment, I'm just enjoying the process and um, coming up to a pretty exciting time of the year with the Enduros. And, um, you know, hopefully we can we can grab a few cups. Last last year at the at Sandown, the, the Erebus Mercedes had a, had a pretty good run. Um, you know, you must be pretty happy going there this year, teaming up with your your brother and, uh, you know, looking forward to, to seeing if they can, if you can repeat the same performance. Well, I mean... Uh, Oh, yeah, I've, I mean, I've come off some, some good results at Sandown over the years, but in, in our sport now, I mean, what happens in the past doesn't really mean anything uh, for now, but um, certainly, you know, fond memories from Sandown. Um, I've been pole position there the last couple of years. Obviously, jagged a podium last year, um, and Erebus had great results last year. You know, they had their best results of the season, uh, and I think it is a circuit that will lend itself to to our car, you know, this year we've been a little bit up and down, but certainly uh, the top end power of our, our engine isn't too bad. So with the long straight stand down and 90 degree type corners, um, should lend itself to our car relatively well. So um, I go there, you know, excited to hit the endurance races, super pumped to be able to drive with my brother. Um, you know, going to dig dig real deep to um, to try and get a result for, for Alex, who will be doing the same for me. And, um, you know, at a, at a track that holds a pretty big place uh, in the history of my family as well. So, um, you know, I just love Sandown. It's 
just got so much history to the sport and um, I like the circuit too. So, um, yeah, just, just really pumped to get there. Will, there's a few reports this week that um, there may be a new engine in the car come Sandown. Is, is there any truth to those stories? Oh, yeah, there is truth. Um, you know, not, not hiding behind the fact that sort of, um, you know, we've taken the development of, of the, the engine in-house uh, this year from Germany. And, you know, we've made some small gains earlier in the year, but the last three or four months, the guys have been, uh, you know, working flat stick on the dyno and back at the shop with a completely new spec uh, of the engine. So uh, we've run it in the car at the last couple of test days uh, and it hasn't debuted at a race yet. So uh, ran it in my car at the test day a couple of days ago and um, just waiting on final word whether it's going to get the tick of approval to take it to the sand down. Obviously, we want to get some miles on it to make sure it's reliable. Uh, Performance-wise, you know, there's some pros and cons to it. Um, so, yeah, f- fingers crossed we can get that in a car soon and... You know, that's, that's the next step we need um, to get up the grid. We just need to refine the drivability and the, and the low-down torque of the engine. So um, it's a work in progress, let's say that, and um, hopefully it'll be in the car at Sandown. Brody, you got anything you want to throw in here? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like using the interpreters. For people listening, um, there's a, a weird, weird thing going on in our studio this morning in the sense that um, poor old Will Davison can't hear Jason Bright. So uh, Brighty's got me as his translator here for this interview. Which I'm is, worried uh, that he, he might have my number blocked. <laughs> or it could, be, it could be you're worried that I won't translate exactly what you're asking, Brighty, perhaps. Um, Will, I know um, you obviously weren't there this time last year, but um, from what you've seen, from what you've heard, from what the the, uh, the rest of the team are telling you. What's the, the feeling like around the team in terms of improvement from the last 12 months, from Erebus this time last year to Erebus this time this year? Oh, listen, it, it's, you know, it's been a huge turning point. I've seen some of the, the pains they endured last year and some of the crazy things that were going wrong with the car mechanically and the man hours that uh, the guys were working. Um, just the amount of down days they had, um, you know, and they all stuck it out. And to see everyone that's still working there this year shows that they're there because they want to be there. And uh, that's why it's, it's a really great bunch of people at Erebus now. And uh, now that we've been kicking a few goals, um, to see tears in eyes when you have two cars in a top 10, uh, you know, that's something a bit new for me. <laughs> um, and, you know, slowly, as I said, um, you know, we've been raising that bar and they're starting to get a bit of reward back for all those crazy hours where it seemed like they were doing it for nothing last year. And uh, now, uh, yeah, we're getting some performance. So, um, you know, it's, it's been a big turnaround, uh, really. Um, like I said, to see where they've come from in, in a short space of time uh, is truly remarkable, really. So um, uh, now we can start refining the small things. Uh, and, you know, that's, that wasn't even an option last year to refine small things on the car. There were so many other big big items that they needed to, to fix up and... Um, yeah, so now we're just honing in on those small things and refining the structure of the team and communication and, and pit stops and all those last little percenters that you need to win at this level. Will Davison with us on ABC Grandstand this morning. Jason Bright from Brad Jones Racing uh, alongside me as well. Um, Will, before we let you go, um, I want to get your thoughts on this man who looks like won't join us on the program today. He will be with us in a fortnight's time on the show. A man you know pretty well in willpower. But we look for that Verizon Chevrolet to come to the line for Will Power to be the 2014 champion. He comes down the back straight. 
This has been the wait. This has been the moment that everybody has spoken about that Will Power has waited for. Three times he has been denied an IndyCar championship. Well, not anymore. Will Power is an IndyCar champion. He does it for Team Penske, and finally the agony's over. The voice of Lee Diffie calling the uh, final moments there as Will Power takes the championship. Will Davison, you've known Will Power a long time. What, what will that mean to Will to finally have the monkey off the back and lift the trophy? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's really cool, really special for for Will. I don't think uh, many people really <laughs> really know the guy, and I've been you know a good mate of his, well, a big rival of his for in our early years of our career in Australia and in the UK. And uh, since our careers sort of went different paths, you know, it's turned into a pretty good friendship where we uh, you know we bounce a lot of stuff off each other, and particularly through some of his. Uh, disappointments in the last three or four years, being runner-up for three years, some, some pretty big accidents. Uh, you know, I have some pretty big conversations with him on the phone, and uh, he's a unique character, I tell you that, but uh, you never meet a more driven, motivated, uh, motorsport-obsessed guy than Will, and uh, <laughs> he's, as I said, uh, yeah, just super pumped for him, you know, he's a he's a motorsport geek, you know, he, <laughs> he's honed his, uh, honed his skills and obsessed over it, and um, you know, mentally just drained himself, I think. So, yeah, I, I can imagine that would just be sucked big weight off his shoulders. Um, so, yeah, no, pretty pumped for him. Well, um, have you heard from Will since the um, since the win? Yeah, I have. You know, as I said, uh, I speak to him every every couple of weeks and, uh, yeah, I had a brief chat with him the other day and, you know, he, he basically just laughed at himself and said he made the worst speech in IndyCar banquet history <laughs> and he was running on no sleep. But you could just see he was, he was just... He just had massive relief, you know. He hadn't even had a moment to enjoy it yet. I think he was still just really in shock. I think he'd uh, he'd wound himself up for so long, and um, you know he was just mentally mentally so drained, you know. So he's that sort of a character, and uh, I'm, I'm so pumped with him. You know, pumped for him. I was over at the Indy 500 this year, and I remember this time last year he'd won that final race at Fontana on that on that oval, and. Uh, and I said, you're going to win next year's championship. It, it started tonight, you know. And uh, sure enough, he, he's done it, you know. So, uh, yeah, and I look forward to catching up with him in a few weeks. Um, as I said, every off-season, the last four or five years, there isn't a day that he's not thinking about the championship. And, you know, in a, in a, in a weird kind of way, you know, he talks himself out of things, you know. He's always thinking of what's going to go wrong. Uh, but that just, you know, spurs him on to, to work even harder and... Uh, uh, yeah, as I said, yeah, he's uh, yeah. I, I don't think anyone could comprehend uh, what this means to him and how hard he's worked. And uh, I think he'll probably only get stronger now, to be honest. Great to get your uh, thoughts on it this morning, Will. I appreciate you taking the call um, and uh, dealing with our slight uh, technical issues here in the studio. And, mate, um, good luck as it heads towards the enduro season with uh, your brother in the Erebus car as well. Thanks, Will. Thanks for having me, guys. Cheers. On ABC Grandstand Digital, this is Scott Rowlandson and Jason Bright with All Talk. Jason Bright, um, slightly weird day today with with um, some technical issues, but um, the other thing too is uh, Will Power, who we're hoping would join us on the program today, hasn't been able to duck out. I think he's in between Oprah and David Letterman or something. He's um, <laughs> he's in the uh, doing the big the big tours. Oprah literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting, uh, interesting place to be, mate. Um, so he'll join us on the program next fortnight. Brody, um, 
look ahead from your perspective as we get to uh, Sandown coming up. How um, how are you placed as we get towards this teaming up with Andrew Jones? Uh, I think we're looking all right. I mean, you know, like uh, like Will said, it's it's so close now. Um, <clears throat> until you sort of roll out of the truck and get the practice sessions out of the way and 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 even qualifying out of the way, you don't really know where you stand. But you know, I think that we're yeah, we're, we'll be in the mix. Um, you know, I've got full confidence in in Andy that that he's um, he's good for the job, and you know, we've just got to make all the right calls going into the race meeting and um, and at the race meeting. And I think that we're we're good for a podium at either. We just um, yeah, we just got to keep our head down. The next fortnight on the program, we'll uh, wrap up Sandown. We'll preview Bathurst. We'll hear from Will Power, and we'll catch up with some of the co-drivers as well that will be in the hot seat. Not only at Sandown, but uh, heading into the big one for the Bathurst 1000 as well. This weekend, Formula One at Monza as we head towards the uh, the next fortnight. Rally Australia next weekend on the Coffs Coasts. And, of course, as we mentioned, the first of the Enduro Cup next weekend with the Sandown 500. Jason Bright, good to have you back. Great to be back. Look forward to chatting again. Good luck at Sandown. Yeah, thanks, mate. It's uh, uh, you know, I think we're in for a, another cracking weekend. Um, you know, the Enduros, I think, get better every year. It's just... Uh, you know, a couple of sprint races coming up, basically, that, that uh, you know, we get to have a bit of a break in the middle where we hand over to our co-drivers. But, you know, I think they're going to be a, a couple of cracking events. You can uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on the ABC Grandstand website, abc.net.au slash grandstand. And that's the place you can go to to stay up to date as to what else is happening in the world of motorsport. Until we talk again next time, make sure you jump on there and subscribe to the show. We'll see you again in a fortnight.